Hallelujah. Amen. Isaiah chapter 6. While you're turning there, let me say how great we enjoyed, how greatly we enjoyed yesterday the drive-through prayer right here at Tree of Life Church. Can we give God praise? People just driving through. Amen. Getting prayed for. Thank the Lord. And let's give all of our guests a great big hand clap. God bless each and every one of you. Amen. I see some folks returning for the first time in a little while and we love you so much we're so grateful to see you man it feels good in the house of God it feels good in the house of God hallelujah God is so good so good Lord will never take you for granted again help us help us never to take you for granted again thank you Jesus we want to tell you that it's a week from today we're going to be celebrating two years of Arbo de Vida let's give God praise for that Hallelujah. The Lord is doing great works in Arbo de Vida. And we're going to be celebrating a week from today in the Arbo de Vida service. God is so good, and it'll be a blessed time. Amen. In the Lord. I do want to tell you that today we are serving children's ministry to ages 2 to 5. And a week from today, we'll be adding ages 6 to 10. And a week after that, we're going to be adding junior high and senior high. Come on, let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we want to continue the path that, that we have before us. Amen. We're running this race. Hallelujah. With patience that has been set before us. And we do it in the name of the Lord. I do want to tell you also we'll be re starting Wednesday night midweek Bible study this week so this Wednesday night we're going to be back at midweek service I'm going to be teaching on the Lord our God is one hallelujah the Lord our God is one thank you Jesus this will be our first midweek since March March 11th was our last midweek service and I spoke that night on victory over the bondage of fear we were looking down the long barrel of corona. We didn't know what that was. And we just said, you know what, whatever it is, we're not going to be afraid. And we haven't been afraid. God has kept us, and he continues to keep us. Hallelujah. Can you give him praise that he continues to keep us? Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. In our first week back, I can't think of a better way to celebrate than to just talk about the oneness of our God. He does not need another. He is God, and he is God alone, the sufficient one, <laughs> the self-sufficient one. So we'll be teaching Wednesday night on the Lord our God is one. Amen. I want to say how glad I am to see Brother Joey Sennett. God bless him from Herrick, Illinois, coming home for a little while. Amen. We love Brother and Sister Senate, and our prayers are with them as they do a great work for the Lord in Herrick, Illinois. Of course, we're very saddened concerning the reason that he's here. We want you to continue to remember the Williams family. The passing of Brother Jerry Williams uh, has, has just been uh, a grievous loss, and, and our prayers are with this precious family. Let's continue to uphold them. Uh, that, that service will be tomorrow night at the Annex, and uh, we're looking forward to a blessed time in the Lord. We love this family and are praying for Sister Pat. 
Amen. Brother Terry, Sister Linda, uh, Brother Gary, all of the family, let's remember them in prayer. Amen. From Isaiah chapter 6, beginning with verse 1, the word of the Lord says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord, saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. I want to speak to you for just a few moments this morning on the subject, I also saw the Lord. I also saw the Lord. Could we just lift our voices to God in prayer this morning and ask his blessing upon this service and the preaching of his word. Lord, thank you for the great presence of your spirit that we feel in this house. I thank you for every saint of God that belongs to the Tree of Life Church. I pray, Lord, that you will bless them in their homes, bless them in their minds, their body, soul, and spirit, Lord. Strengthen them, encourage them, edify your body, the body of Christ. Lord, I pray that this word that is delivered today will be nourishment to their soul, feeding and strengthening in challenging times. We love you and give you all praise. Hallelujah! We give you all praise. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. One of the great stories of the Word of God that we have observed and, and have appreciated so, so much, and sometimes we kind of gloss over it, if you please, because it's, it's easy to preach about, it's fun to preach about, and sometimes in the throes of preaching, the details of it get lost. But it, it, it comes to my mind that three Hebrew children, we call them, three Hebrew boys, their names in the scripture and, and how they have become known are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Their names are really Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. But their names were changed by virtue of their being taken captive by King Darius, King Nebuchadnezzar, rather. And when King Nebuchadnezzar brought them into captivity, as was his custom, he changed the names of the captives. This was an effort to take dominion over them. This is a, this is a common practice of, of a tyrant to change the name. And this is... Uh, a concept that is true in many areas of life. When a name is, is changed, there's, a, there's an authority that is, that is established in such a thing. It, it actually is, uh, is why God told Adam to name the animals. 
He gave them their names. And, and when they did, he was taking authority over them. Uh, this is why my name was changed in the waters of baptism. I baptized in the name of Jesus Christ because he took authority over my life. Nebuchadnezzar tried to exercise a tyrannical type of authority, and he would change the names of these people. So he, he changed Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah to names that had Babylonian connotation. They became known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And famously, there was a day in which Nebuchadnezzar had built a statue of solid gold, and it was a statue of him. And he said, everybody must worship this statue and this image. And, and if they don't, then they will be cast into a, a furnace of fire. You know, that, that's, that's quite a daunting prospect. You've got two options. You bow down and worship this image when the music plays, or we cast you into a furnace of fire. Well, for a lot of people, that was a no-brainer. They didn't, they didn't plan on going to any furnace of fire that day, so... It was just, you know, I'll just go ahead and, and bow down and worship, and then I'll be, you know, I'll move on with my life. It was different for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had a deep devotion to God, and they said, we will not bow. And he, 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 was, he was absolutely, when they relayed to him that there are three young men in your kingdom of, of Hebrew captivity who will not bow, it enraged him, and he, he said, you have to bow. I'm going to give you another chance to bow. You must bow. And they said, we will not bow. He said, do you not know that I will heat this furnace up seven times hotter than what it was before and cast you in? And it'll be the last anybody ever heard of you. And they said to him, and I love it, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. <laughs> I love that. We've got too many times that we're too careful to answer our challenges and they said we are not careful to answer thee in this matter they said the Lord our God is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace and then they said and if he does not deliver us that's okay too but we will not bow to your image and worship this statue so so it happened as as you would expect they did not bow the music played they did not bow Nebuchadnezzar had them taken by the governors who cast them into the, into the fire. The fire was so hot that those casting them into the fire were overwhelmed by the heat, by the ferocity, perhaps even asphyxiated. Somehow they were, it was too much for them. And they died upon casting these three Hebrew young men into the fiery furnace. This was the worst day of their lives. There had been no worse day for Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah than what they were experiencing in that moment. But the story was not over. Because the Bible says that when they were cast into the fiery furnace, that the flame could not harm them. Well, they were in the fire, but the flame could not harm them. And when they came out, because they did come out, I'm going to go ahead and skip to the end, Spoiler alert, they got out of there all right, and their clothes did not even smell like the smoke of the furnace. <laughs> you know what? When you get through what God's taken you through, people won't even be able to tell you went through it. 
They're going to look at you and say, I, I would never have imagined that you've been through all that you've been through because you won't even smell like the smoke of the fiery trial because of God's keeping power, his keeping power, his hedge of protection. And they were cast into this furnace. And, and, and that, that would have been it for, for many people. But, but the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar looked back into the fire and as he did, he said, didn't I throw three into the fiery furnace? And they answered with an affirmative. Of course you did. He said, why then do I see a fourth man in the fire? And they were alive, and the Bible says they were walking around. You talk about making a mockery of the enemy's plan. These guys are just like, I don't even know, what are you doing in a fire? What do you do walking around in a fiery furnace? You checking things out? You know, what are they playing ping pong in the fiery furnace? I don't know what they're doing, but they're walking around in the fiery furnace because, because it doesn't always appear as it actually is. It looked worse than what it was because Nebuchadnezzar looked inside and said, I see something that I did not expect to see. I see a fourth man in the fire. Hallelujah. Isaiah said, it happened in the year that King Uzziah died. I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. King Uzziah died. Now, we, we really focus on this passage of Scripture. You, you've, you've probably heard it before. If you haven't, then it, you're being introduced to it for the first time. It's a beautiful passage of Scripture where Isaiah is describing, as you could see, an, an amazing experience with God where he saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple and, and there, was, there were angels that were in his presence and that they were covering their face because they could not even, they could not even look upon the holiness and the glory of Almighty God. And one said to another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is full of his glory. And when he did, the, the smoke, the pillar of the, uh, the post of the door moved, shifted, and smoke filled the temple of the Lord. And it was too much for Isaiah. He, he fell on his face and said, woe is me, I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people with unclean lips. That is what Isaiah got out of that, that moment. But you need to know it happened in the year, the same year that King Uzziah died. It's not, we, we don't need to just skip over that important fact because that, that puts the whole thing into context. This was a tragedy like you and I can't even comprehend. King Uzziah was one of the great kings of Judah. He was one that, 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 that showed unbelievable amounts of promise. It was said of him, and, and not all kings this could be said of, but it was said of him, he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Furthermore, he walked in the ways of David his father. Uzziah was a righteous king, and, and he did what was right for the people of God, the people of Israel. He, 
He built up their fortifications. He built new towers at the various gates within the walls of Jerusalem. He even built towers in the wilderness. He was expanding their land and he was digging new wells. He had unleashed the inventors and inventive people of his society and they were developing engineering marvels that that people had not even known about. They, they were creating an infrastructure and an economy that was so strong and so good and, and it, was, it was developing in such a beautiful way and he was righteous. He put the Lord first in his life. He overcame the enemies of Israel. He, he destroyed the Philistines. He, he fought those who were adversaries and enemies to the people of Israel. And, and he was a strong king. The Bible said he gained strength. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up in pride. And he began to look around at his achievements and he began to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Paul warned us about that. He said, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. And, and, and Uzziah began to think of himself more highly than he ha should think. And, and as he was looking around, he really kind of felt somewhat invincible and, and started to put himself in positions he didn't belong. The Bible says one day he walked into the temple of the Lord and offered incense upon the altar of God. This was a major trans, transgression. It was, a, it was a real breach of his role. He walked into the temple of the Lord and put himself as king in the position of the high priest of the Lord. And God didn't play games with that kind of thing. And Uzziah, though, wasn't thinking about the law of God. He wasn't thinking about integrity any longer his heart was lifted up in pride and anytime your heart is lifted up in pride and you feel like you're invincible you feel like you don't have to answer to God and there are a lot of people who think that because they don't have a high self-esteem that they don't have pride pride is a sneaky thing and it enters in in, in, in crevices you didn't even know existed and, and a person can be proud simply because they feel like they don't have to answer to God or that they'll never answer to God. Well, on this day, Uzziah was going to answer to God. The priests had gathered together and said, what do we do? He's in the temple of the Lord. This is a crisis. We don't know how to handle this. And 80 priests gathered together and said, we're going to have to go in together. He could kill them all if he wanted to because he had the authority. But they walked in and they rebuked him and said, you're not to be in here offering the incense of the Lord. And you know it. He turned around to say to them, who do you think you are? His heart was lifted up in pride. And as he turned to rebuke them for rebuking him, a leprosy emerged in his forehead. And when the leprosy emerged in his forehead, it was a startling sight to the priests. They knew what that meant. He was highly contagious as a leper. And they gathered him up and ushered him out quickly. They said, you've got to get out now, now, now. The judgment of God came upon him, and it stayed upon him until the day he died. He was a leper until the day he died. Because his heart was lifted up in pride, and he had turned his back on the things of God. He had walked away from what he knew was true and from what he knew was right 
And, and he was ushered out of the temple of the Lord. This was Uzziah. He spent the rest of his years alone with a veil over his mouth. And anybody that would come near him, he would have to declare himself as unclean, unclean, unclean. We know this because the book of Leviticus shows us the prescription for what a leper with a leprosy in the forehead has to do. They have to isolate themselves and put a veil over their mouth. And until the day they die or the leprosy is healed, they have to say, unclean, unclean, unclean. Anybody that comes near them, around them. So he, he was king. He couldn't even operate as king any longer because he was unclean. His administration was cut short. His, his kingship was rendered ineffective. All that good that he did had come crumbling into a heap because of the pride in his heart. He had gone from being the pride of Israel to, to being proud himself and now he's paying the consequences for it. So, so when King Uzziah died, it was a tragedy in Israel. When King Uzziah died, all the fears and all the hopes collided and culminated in a, in a terrible devastation for Israel. And Isaiah had been looking around Israel and noticing all of the sin that was occurring in the land. In fact, he was known for, for being a prophet of God who could point out the sin of the people so easily. Isaiah 3 and verse 11, he said, Woe unto the wicked, it shall be ill with him, for the reward of his hands shall be given him. In Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 11, he said, Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night till wine inflame them. In Isaiah 5 and verse 11, or 18, Woe unto them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity and sin, as it were, with a cart rope. In Isaiah chapter 5, he continues on with all sorts of woes, speaking to the children of Israel. Everywhere he looked, he saw woe after woe after woe. There was no place where he could see righteousness. There was no good going on in Israel. The king is shut away. This man who had such promise, such hope, he's shut away. He's isolated. There's a veil over his mouth. We don't know who's in charge. Everything is in disarray. There are so many problems. We don't know what to do. And then in the middle of all that chaos, King Uzziah dies. It was the story of the year. It was the tragedy everybody dreaded. But Isaiah said, that's not the only thing that happened that year. He said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I thought that would be all I could talk about. I thought that would be all that captured my attention. I thought that would be the only thing on people's minds. But he said, something else happened in the year that King Uzziah died. I also saw the Lord. I saw him high and lifted up. His train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain they covered their feet. With two of the wings they covered their face. And with two of the wings they did fly. And the one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, 
holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And when the voice of one angel cried, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Something shifted in the temple of the Lord. The posts of the door moved when one seraphim cried out, He's holy. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I felt the shifting this morning. Listen, I know, I know this has been a tough year. I know it's been a tragic year. I didn't come to preach to you about all the tragedies of 2020. You can Google that when you leave this place. I've come to lift up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because there's something else happening in 2020. And it's not all calamity. And it's not all violence. And it's not all terror and tragedy. I've come to tell you, the Lord is still high and lifted up. And his train fills the temple. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. When Isaiah, before he saw the Lord so high and so lifted up, he, he just couldn't get his mind off of all that was going on. He said, everywhere I look around, I see woe, woe, woe. I, I, can't, I can't open a news feed without seeing something else to say, whoa. I can't, I can't read an article without recognizing another problem. Problems and circumstances that are spiraling out of control and division and, 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 and violence and, and suffering and pain and anguish and on and on it goes. And Isaiah said, that's all I can see. And then King Uzziah dies. It's like this perfect storm. It's a, it's a cyclone of, of trial and tribulation. But he said, that's not what I've come to tell you. He said, I wanted to tell you that I also saw God that day. In the same year that King Uzziah died I looked into the heavens and I saw the work of the Lord I saw God doing something uh, not everybody can see it not everybody can hear it not everybody knows it's going on some people are captivated by what they see with their carnal eyes but I saw God I know what I saw I saw also the Lord high and lifted up. Yes, yes, there's all kind of problems. It's the year of 2020. It's the year King Uzziah died. It's the year of problems more than enough. But don't miss your, miss your opportunity to see what God is doing. Because God is at work. And I'm going to tell you, God's doing more than Corona is doing. And God... The devil's trying to cause division, but God's bringing unity. And I'm going to tell you, I speak unity not only in our church. I speak unity in our nation in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak unity. I speak love. I speak peace. I speak joy. Hallelujah. Come on. Get your eyes upon God and know that the Lord is doing something. I also saw the Lord. Yes, I saw that there are those who call evil good and good evil. And I said, whoa, but, but I also saw the Lord. I saw that people were waking up early to drink strong drink and get drunken, but I, but I also saw the Lord. 
I, I saw that people were treating each other badly. I saw that people were at one another's throats. I saw that people were dying of sickness and disease. But I also saw the Lord. Hallelujah. It's not all tragedy. It's not all trauma. Isaiah said, come away with me into a secret place and let's find God together. We need a brand new touch of the Holy Ghost and fire. We need a brand new touch of his healing power. We need to see God again. Hallelujah. If you feel distant from God, all you are is a good prayer from removing that awful feeling. If you feel like you can't feel him, hear him, see him, touch him, he can't reach you, all you are is a good prayer from receiving that fresh affirmation, confirmation of his glorious presence. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your trouble. Hallelujah. He'll hear your faintest cry. He'll answer by and by. When you feel a little prayer wheel turning, you know that the fire is burning. Have a little talk. Have a little talk with Jesus. Huh. Glory. I saw God. I see God. The Bible says in the days that the Son of Man will return to the earth, it's going to be like when Lot was leaving Sodom and when Noah built the ark. The Bible talked much about the violence in those days. When you see the uptick in violence, understand that the Lord is coming back. And it will increase until he returns. Hallelujah. His kingdom is going to move the kingdoms of this earth off of their foundation. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid of it. See also the Lord. Hallelujah. High and lifted up, sitting upon a throne. Hallelujah. What do you see, Pastor? I'll tell you what I see. I see the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. The bullets can be flying. The cursing can be flying. All of the rage and the anger and viruses can be filling the air. But I'll tell you what I see. I see the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And the hem of his garment, that's what his train means, the hem of his garment. The hem, oh my God. I need, I need to say that. I need to make sure you understand that. When the Bible says the train filled the temple, that is a direct reference to the hem of his garment. The hem of his garment fills the temple. Now, you know the story, and if you don't, let me tell you. There was a woman with an issue of blood, and she went 12 years to the physicians, but the physicians had no vaccine. The physicians had no cure. The physicians didn't know how to treat the ailment. But when she saw Jesus, she said within herself, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I can receive what I need. I can be made whole. She touched the hem of his garment and was made whole that very hour. And you know what I see? I don't just see a little woman trying to push through the crowd of Old Testament barriers. I don't see a, a woman with an issue of blood trying to push past the book of Leviticus and push past the goat's blood and the calf blood, trying to get through the, all, of the, all of the ceremonialism of the book of Numbers. No, 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 I see the Lord high and lifted up, 
seated upon a throne and his hem of his garment fills the temple. It's not lost in a crowd of legs. His hem fills the temple. I don't know where you are in the temple this morning, but you can reach out and touch him as he goes by. You'll find he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passing by this moment. Your needs to supply. So reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. His hymn fills the temple. Ah, hallelujah. Nebuchadnezzar, take another look. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, whatever your name is, turn around and look. I know it looks like the worst day of your life, but look closer and you'll see the work of God. Yeah, I know, I know, I know it's the worst day, it's the worst year. It's the worst year, 2020. Man, you talk about 2020 non-vision. Goodness gracious. We were nearsighted, farsighted or something. I mean, we're all looking at 2020. We got our calendar set. It was going to be the busiest year of my life. And I wasn't totally dreading it. Normally I would. But I was like, you know what? I think I got this. I can do this. And bam, it all changed. Didn't see it coming. You look at, you look at the day of Calvary and... That was the worst day. That was the absolute worst day you could imagine. It, it all crashed down around their feet. When Jesus was hanging on that cross, blood, tears, sweat, dying, crying out, I thirst. Crying out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? All of his disciples, but John and a few of the women that were with him had left him. And he stands upon that cross, giving up the ghost. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. The sun went black. The earth did quake. It was as bad as it could possibly be. But look deeper into it. Look closer. Please look closer. Don't run from this moment, disciples. Something is happening. Something's shifting. There's a post of the door that's moving, dislodging, allowing the smoke of his glory to fill this house. Hallelujah. Somebody go look in the temple, if you will. Check out the veil in the temple. Because while the sun was going black, the veil was ripping. And when the earth began to quake, the veil ripped a little more. And when he cried out, I thirst, the veil began to rip a little bit more until finally from time. Up to bottom, the veil in the temple was completely ripped apart. And whosoever will can come into the presence and the glory and the power of God. Come on, look closer at this. Look closer at this. Look closer at this. Don't you run and hide from this moment. Don't you, don't you, listen, listen, hear me now. Don't you take this opportunity to backslide. This is a wind of doctrine that has swept across our land. And the scripture warns that there will come winds of doctrine that toss people to and fro. 
Don't you be like a, the ungodly, like the chaff. The Bible said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. And we have been so careful in 2020 not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly because there are ungodly spirits at work trying to promote some type of an agenda to bring the church to its knees. They, in some parts of our nation, we need to thank God we're able to have church this morning. In some parts of our nation, and we need to pray for them. Pastors are being arrested and churches are being persecuted for trying to do what we're doing right now. Hear what I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen. We don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. We don't stand in the way of sinners. We don't sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither. Hear me tree of life. Our leaf has not withered and our leaf will not wither. His leaf shall not wither. We're here for the healing of the nation. His leaf shall not wither and whatsoever my God have mercy whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. In the last five months in the last five months, you have given just to ready now $300,000. I'm going to tell you, the devil didn't want that to happen. But the devil's not in charge. This is the Lord's church. And he said, upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Against the church. He said, that blessed man is like a man whose leaf refuses to wither whatsoever he does it prospers no matter no matter what comes against it whatsoever he does it prospers hallelujah then he said this the ungodly are not so but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away oh be careful that you're not like the chaff that is so easily driven away by every wind of doctrine. See, sometimes we think of winds of doctrine as being heresies concerning theology or, 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 or the, way, the way things concern God. And then these false doctrines, this is the wind of doctrine. No, no, no. There are doctrines of fear. There are doctrines of intimidation. There are false doctrines of, of worldly philosophy and ungodly doctrines that, that exalt itself against the knowledge of God that try to worship the creature more than the creator and they even try to change the nature of the creature from what God created the creature to be these are winds of doctrine and they're blowing through our land and you better not be like the chaff like the chaff the ungodly are not like the blessed man the ungodly are blown away by every wind of doctrine and they are beset by sins that so easily beset them there is a moment ladies and gentlemen where the true church is being called into order there is this moment where the Lord is separating the sheep from the goats there is this moment where the Lord says I want the true worshipers now the true worshipers come the true worshipers who worship me in spirit and in truth and I've got a question for you who are you what side are you on are you on the Lord's side are you on the Lord's side? Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
When you look at our world, what do you see? Stop looking at our world like it's hopeless. I see the Lord. I see the Lord. I see the Lord. I see him high. I see him lifted up, sitting upon a throne. Hallelujah. I see angels flying. I see angels in his presence. I can hear them say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is full of his glory. I also, yeah, I, I get it. I know I can read. I can read. I could pull it up right now if you want me to. I won't. But I also saw the Lord. I also saw the Lord. John saw it. Beasts rising up out of the water. Multiple heads and horns and crowns and fire-breathing dragons and lambs that looked like lambs but talked like dragons. He saw beasts coming from the four corners of the world. He saw horses galloping through the land with famine and pestilence and death and hell. He looked at all of it. The book of Revelation is complete. He saw it. He was watching it all around him, a panoramic view of the apocalypse. It was, it was all around him. But... He also saw the Lord. He saw one who is true and faithful coming out of heaven with ten thousands of his saints. Hallelujah. He was riding upon a white horse and across his vesture was a name, a name, a name, a name that no tongue can tell. Hallelujah. And he had a sword coming out of his mouth, a two-edged sword. That sword is the word of God. Yes, he saw the apocalypse, he saw the cataclysmic end, but he also saw the Lord. Don't miss God. Don't miss God in all of this. I see the Lord. I see the Lord. He is high and lifted up, and his train fills the temple, and the angels cry, holy, holy, holy. Could you lift your hand to him right now if you see him and just say, Lord, help me see you. Help me see you. Here, as the musicians come, here's, here's something I want to share with you. Because Isaiah didn't just see God. Verse number one, he said, I saw also the Lord. But in verse number eight, he said, also, I heard the voice of the Lord. See, when you start seeing him, you'll start hearing him. Let he that hath an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the church right now. My Lord, have mercy. I'm going to tell you something. We're going to talk about 2020 and say that was the year God did something more amazing than anything we could have imagined. You go ahead, get your pen ready. Get your notepad ready. 2020 was not a year we took off. 2020 was not a year where we were set back. 2020 is like a slingshot. It's just pulling us back, pulling us back, pulling us back a little further and a little further. But it's about to let us go. Hallelujah. And when it lets us go, we're going to go, go, go into places that we never dreamed possible. God is sending us, anointing us, using us, blessing us in ways we cannot imagine. If you believe it, shout with me. If you believe it, praise him. If you believe it, hallelujah, somebody shout amen. If you believe it, 
Come on, somebody, lift up your voice unto God right now. I see the Lord. I see the Lord. I see the Lord. <laughs> Come on, all across this building, go ahead, stand to your feet, lift up your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to take that circumstance that, that, is, that is troubling you, and I want you to lift it up right now. And I want you to say, God, I see you in this. I see you. I see the veil. I see the veil ripping. I know all around me the sun has gone dark. The earth is shaking under my feet. I feel it. I, I hear it. But I can see you. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Glory. Glory. I feel the presence of God so strong. Y'all, I just want to praise my God. I just want to praise my God. I just want to praise my God. My God, if you want to come to the front, you're welcome to come to the front right now. We're still physically distancing, but you're welcome to come forward and pray. The presence of the Lord is in this house. The presence of the Lord is in this house. Thank you, Jesus. I see you, Jesus. I see you, Jesus. I see you, Jesus. I see you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I see you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Give him everything. Give him everything.